So day 99 in the beginning of week chapter 15 and continue to get in touch or get in touch for the first time to find out a little bit more or to hear about a little bit more of what we've been doing and any questions you have. But today we simply go through 1 Samuel from chapter 13 verse 23. Now a Philistine garrison took control of the pass at Michmash. That same day Saul's son Jonathan said to the attendant who carried his weapons, Come on, let's cross over to the Philistine garrison on the other side. However, he did not tell his father. Saul was staying under the pomegranate tree in Migron in the outskirts of Gibeah. The troops with him numbered about 600. Ahijah, who was wearing an ephod, was also there. He was the son of Ahitub, the brother of Ichabod, son of Phinehas, son of Eli, the Lord's priest at Shiloh. But the troops did not know that Jonathan had left. There were sharp columns of rock on both sides of the pass that Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine garrison. One was named Bozed and the other Sene. One stood to the north in front of Michmash and the other to the south in front of Gubah. Jonathan said to the attendant who carried his weapons, Come on, let's cross over to the garrison of these uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will help us. Nothing can keep the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. His armour bearer responded, Do what is in your heart. You choose. I'm right here with you, whatever you decide. All right, Jonathan replied, we'll cross over to the men and then let them see us. If they say, wait until we reach you, then we will stay where we are and not go up to them. But if they say, come on up, then we'll go up because the Lord has handed them over to us. That will be our sign. They let themselves be seen by the Philistine garrison and the Philistines said, look, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes they have been hiding in. The men of the garrison called to Jonathan and his armour bearer, come on up and we'll teach you a lesson, they said. Follow me, Jonathan told his armour bearer, for the Lord has handed them over to Israel. Jonathan went up using his hands and feet with his armour bearer behind him. Jonathan cut them down and his armour bearer followed and finished them off. In that first assault, Jonathan and his armour bearer struck down about 20 men in a half acre field. Terror spread through the Philistine camp and the open fields to all the troops. Even the garrison and the raiding parties were terrified. The earth shook and terror from God spread. When Saul's watchmen in Gibeah of Benjamin looked, they saw the panicking troops scattering in every direction. So Saul said to the troops with him, Call the roll and determine who has left us. They called the roll and saw that Jonathan and his armour bearer were gone. Saul told Ahijah, Bring the ark of God, for it was with the Israelites at that time. While Saul spoke to the priest, the panic in the Philistine camp increased in intensity. So Saul said to the priest, Stop what you're doing. Saul and all the troops with him assembled and marched to the battle, and there the Philistines were fighting against each other in great confusion. There were Hebrews from the area who had gone earlier into the camp to join the Philistines, but even they joined the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. When all the Israelite men who had been hiding in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines were fleeing, they also joined Saul and Jonathan in the battle. So the Lord saved Israel that day. The battle extended beyond beth and the men of Israel were worn out that day, for Saul had placed the troops under an oath. Cursed is the man who eats food before evening, before I have taken vengeance on my enemies. So none of the troops tasted any food. Everyone went into the forest, and there was honey in the ground. When the troops entered the forest, they saw the flow of honey, but none of them ate any of it, because they feared the oath. However, Jonathan had not heard his father make the troops swear the oath. He reached out with the end of the staff he was carrying and dipped it into the honeycomb. 
When he ate the honey, he had renewed energy. Then one of the troops said, Your father made the troops solemnly swear, Cursed is the man who eats food today, and the troops were exhausted. Jonathan replied, My father has brought trouble to the land. Just look at how I have renewed energy because I tasted a little honey. How much better if the troops had eaten freely today from the plunder they took from their enemies. Then the slaughter of the Philistines would have been much greater. The Israelites struck down the Philistines that day from Michmash all the way to Alajon. Since the Israelites were completely exhausted, they rushed to the plunder, took sheep, cattle and calves, slaughtered them on the ground and ate meat with the blood still in it. Some reported to Saul, Look, the troops are sinning against the Lord by eating meat with the blood still in it. Saul said, You have been unfaithful. Roll a large stone over here at once. He then said, Go among the troops and say to them, Each man must bring me his ox or his sheep. Do the slaughtering here and then you can't eat. Don't sin against the Lord by eating meat with the blood in it. So every one of the troops brought his ox that night and slaughtered it there. Then Saul built an altar to the Lord. It was the first time he had built an altar to the Lord. Saul said, Let's go down after the Philistines tonight and plunder them until morning. Don't let even one remain. Do whatever you want, the troops replied. But the priest said, We must consult God here. So Saul inquired of God, Should I go after the Philistines? Will you hand them over to Israel? But God did not answer him that day. Saul said, All you leaders of the troops come here. Let us investigate how this sin has occurred today. As surely as the Lord lives who saves Israel, even if it is because of my son Jonathan, he must die. Not one of the troops answered him. So he said to all Israel, You will be on one side and I and my son Jonathan will be on the other side. And the troops replied, Do whatever you want. So Saul said to the Lord, God of Israel, give us the right decision. Jonathan and Saul were selected and the troops were cleared of the charge. Then Saul said, Cast a lot between me and my son Jonathan, and Jonathan was selected. Saul commanded him, Tell me what you did. Jonathan told him, I tasted a little honey with the end of my staff I was carrying. I am ready to die. Saul declared to him, May God punish me severely if you do not die, Jonathan. But the people said to Saul, Must Jonathan die, who accomplished such a great deliverance for Israel? No, as the Lord lives, not a hair of his head will fall to the ground, for he worked with God's help today. So the people rescued Jonathan, and he did not die. Then Saul gave up the pursuit of the Philistines, and the Philistines returned to their own territory. When Saul assumed the kingship over Israel, he fought against all his enemies in every direction, against Moab, the Ammonites, Edom, the kings of Zobah, and the Philistines. Wherever he turned, he caused havoc. He fought bravely, defeated the Amalekites, and delivered Israel from the hand of those who plundered them. The conflict with the Philistines was fierce all of Saul's day, so whenever Saul noticed any strong or brave man, he enlisted him. Samuel told Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you as king over his people Israel. Now listen to the words of the Lord. This is what the Lord of hosts says. I witnessed what the Amalekites did to the Israelites when they opposed them along the way as they were coming out of Egypt. Now go and attack the Amalekites and completely destroy everything they have. Do not spare them. Kill men and women, children and infants, oxen and sheep, camels and donkeys. Then Saul summoned the troops and counted them at Telium, 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men from Judah. Saul came to the city of Amalek and set up an ambush in the Wadi. He warned the Kenites, Since you showed kindness to all the Israelites when they came out of Egypt, go on and leave. 
Get from the Amalekites away from them, or I'll sweep you away with them. So the Kenites withdrew from the Amalekites. Then Saul struck down the Amalekites from Havilah all the way to Shur, which is next to Egypt. He captured Agag, king of Amalek, alive, but he completely destroyed all the rest of the people with the sword. Saul and his troops spared Agag and the best of the sheep, cattle and fatlings, as well as the young rams and the best of everything else. They were not willing to destroy them, but they did destroy all the worthless and unwanted things. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel, I regret that I made Saul king, for he has turned away from following me and has not carried out my instructions. So Samuel became angry and cried out to the Lord all night. Early in the morning Samuel got up to confront Saul, but it was reported to Samuel. Saul went to Carmel where he set up a monument for himself. Then he turned around and went down to Gilgal. When Samuel came to him, Saul said, May the Lord bless you, I have carried out the Lord's instructions. Samuel replied, Then what is this, a sound of sheep and cattle I hear? Saul answered, The troops brought them from the Amalekites and spared the best sheep and cattle in order to offer a sacrifice to the Lord your God, but the rest we destroyed. Stop, exclaimed Samuel, let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Tell me, he replied. Samuel continued, Although you once considered yourself unimportant, have you not become the leader of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you a king over Israel, and then sent you on a mission and said, Go and completely destroy the sinful Amalekites. Fight against them until you have annihilated them. So why didn't you obey the Lord? Why did you rush in the plunder and do what was evil in the Lord's sight? But I did obey the Lord, Saul answered. I went in the mission the Lord gave me. I brought back Agag, king of Amalek, and I completely destroyed the Amalekites. The troops took sheep and cattle from the plunder, the best of which was set apart for destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God at Gilgal. Then Samuel said, Does the Lord take pleasure in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as much as in obeying the Lord? Look, to obey is better than sacrifice, to pay attention is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and defiance is like wickedness and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Saul answered Samuel, I have sinned, I have transgressed the Lord's command and your words. Because I was afraid of the people, I obeyed them. Now, if, therefore, please forgive my sin and return with me so I can worship the Lord. Samuel replied to Saul, I will not return with you. Because you rejected the word of the Lord, the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. When Samuel turned to go, Saul grabbed him by the hem of his robe and it tore. Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingship of Israel away from you today, and has given it to your neighbour who is better than you. Furthermore, the Eternal One of Israel does not lie or change his mind, for he is not man who changes his mind. Saul said, I have sinned. Please honour me now before the elders of my people and before Israel. Come back with me so I can bow and worship the Lord your God. Then Samuel went back, following Saul, and Saul bowed down to the Lord. Samuel said, Bring me Agag, king of Amalek. Agag came to him trembling, for he thought, Certainly the bitterness of death has come. Samuel declared, As your sword has made woman childless, so your mother will be childless among women. Then he hacked Agag to pieces before the Lord at Gilgal. Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went up to his home in Gibeah of Saul. Even to the day of his death, Samuel never again visited Saul. Samuel mourned for Saul, and the Lord regretted he had made Saul king over Israel. There we end, day 99.
we continue through week 15, reading day 100, as we go continue through 1 Samuel and also through some Psalms as well. Starting at 1 Samuel 16 verse 1. The Lord said to Samuel, How long are you going to mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, because I have selected a king from his sons. Samuel asked, How can I go? Saul will hear about it and kill me. The Lord answered, Take a young cow with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will let you know what you are to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate to you. Samuel did what the Lord directed and went to Bethlehem. When the elders of the town met him, they trembled and asked, Do you come in peace? In peace, he replied, I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and said, Certainly the Lord's anointed one is here before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or his statue. Stature, because I have rejected him. Man does not see what the Lord sees, for man sees what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. Jesse called Abinabad and presented him to Samuel. The Lord hasn't chosen this one either, Samuel said. Then Jesse presented Shammah, but Samuel said, The Lord hasn't chosen this one either. After Jesse presented seven of his sons to him, Samuel told Jesse, The Lord hasn't chosen any of these. Samuel asked him, Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, he answered, but right now he's tending the sheep. Samuel told Jesse, Send for him, he won't sit down to eat until he gets here. So Jesse sent for him. He had beautiful eyes and a healthy, handsome appearance. Then the Lord said, Anoint him, for he is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil, anointed him in the presence of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord took control of David from that day forward. Then Samuel sent out and went to Ramah. We read Psalm chapter 19 verses 1 to 14. The heavens declare the glory of God and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour out speech, night after night they communicate knowledge. There is no speech, there are no words, their voice is not heard, their message has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the inhabited world. In the heavens he has pitched a tent for the sun It is like a groom coming from the bridal chamber. It rejoices like an athlete running a course. It rises from one end of the heavens and circles to the other end. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The instruction of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The commandment of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than an abundance of pure gold, and sweeter than honey, than honey dripping from the comb. In addition, your servant is warned by them. There is great reward in keeping them. Who perceives his unintentional sins, cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule over me. Then I will be innocent and cleansed from blatant rebellion. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And also Psalm chapter 8, verses 1 to 9. Lord, our Lord, how magnificent is your name throughout the earth. You have covered the heavens with your majesty. 
Because of your adversaries, you have established a stronghold from the mouths of children and nursing infants to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you set in place, what is man that you remember him, the son of man that you look after him? You made him little less than God and crowned him with glory and honour. You made him Lord over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet. All the sheep and oxen as well as animals in the wild, birds of the sky and fish of the sea passing through the currents of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how magnificent is your name throughout the earth. And into First Samuel 16 verse 14. Now the spirit of the Lord had left Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord began to torment him. So Saul's servants said to him, You see that an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord command your servants here in your presence to look for someone who knows how to play the harp. Whenever the evil spirit from God troubles you, that person can play the harp and you will feel better. Then Saul commanded his servants, Find me someone who prays well and who plays well and bring him to me. One of the young men answered, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the harp. He is also a valiant man, a warrior, eloquent, handsome, and the Lord is with him. Then Saul dispatched messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David who is with the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and one young goat, and sent them by his son David to Saul. When David came to Saul and entered his service, Saul admired him greatly, and David became his armour-bearer. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, Let David remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Whenever the Spirit from God troubled Saul, David would pick up his harp and play, and Saul would then be relieved, feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him. The Philistines gathered their forces for war at Sokoth and Judah and camped between Sokoth and Azekiah and Ephes Damim. Saul and the men of Israel gathered and camped in the valley of Elah. Then they lined up in battle formation to face the Philistines. The Philistines were standing on one hill, and the Israelites were standing on another hill with a ravine in between them. Then a champion named Goliath from Gath came out from the Philistine camp. He was nine feet nine inches tall and wore a bronze helmet and bronze scale armour that weighed 125 pounds. There was bronze armour on his shins, and a bronze sword was slung between his shoulders. His spear shaft was like a weaver's beam, and the iron point of his spear weighed 15 pounds. In addition, a shield-bearer was walking in front of him. He stood and shouted to the Israelite battle formations. Why do you come out to line up in battle formation, he asked them. Am I not a Philistine, and are you not servants of Saul? Choose one of your men and have him come down against me. If he wins in a fight against me and kills me, we will be your servants. But if I win against him and kill him, then you will be our servants and serve us. Then the Philistine said, I defy the ranks of Israel today. Send me a man so we can fight each other. When Saul and all Israel heard these words from the Philistine, they lost their courage and were terrified. Now David was the son of the Ephrathite from Bethlehem of Judah named Jesse. Jesse had eight sons and during Saul's reign was already an old man. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to the war and their names were Eliab, the firstborn, Abinabad the next and Shammah the third, and David was the youngest. The three oldest had followed Saul, but David kept going back and forth from Saul to tend his father's flock in Bethlehem. Every morning and evening for forty days the Philistine came forward and took his stand. One day Jesse had told his son David, Take this half bushel of roasted grain, 
along with these loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Also take these ten portions of cheese to the field commander, check in the welfare of your brothers and bring a confirmation from them. There with Saul and all the men of Israel are in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. So David got up early in the morning, left the flock with someone to keep it, loaded up and set out as Jesse had instructed him. He arrived at the perimeter of the camp as the army was marching out to its battle formation, shouting their battle cry. Israel and the Philistines lined up in battle formation facing each other. David left his supplies in the care of the quartermaster and ran to the battle line. When he arrived he asked his brothers how they were. While he was speaking with them suddenly the champion named Goliath, the Philistine from Gath, came forward from the Philistine battle line and shouted his usual words which David heard. When all the Israelite men saw Goliath, they retreated from him terrified. Previously an Israelite man had declared, Do you see this man who keeps coming out? He comes to defy Israel. The king will make the man who kills him very rich and will give him his daughter. The king will also make the household of that man's father exempt from paying taxes in Israel. David spoke to the men who were standing with him. What will be done for the man who kills that Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Just who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The people told him about the offer, concluding, This is what will be done for the man who kills him. David's oldest brother, Eliab, listened as he spoke to the men and became angry with him. Why did you come down here, he asked. Who do you leave those few sheep with in the wilderness? I know your arrogance and your evil heart. You came down to see the battle. What have I done now, protested David. It was just a question. Then he turned from those beside him to others in front of him and asked about the offer. The people gave him the same answer as before. There we end day 100. So we continue through day 101, this story of First Samuel, with some psalms thrown in along. And this is where the psalms for me really comes to life. Whenever we read it as a separate book, they can often be a little bit strange, a bit random, good as they are in their own but it's when we interweave them with this story of David that for me the Psalms really came alive and, and where I started to appreciate this chronological walk through the Bible in a year. So we continue 1 Samuel 17 verse 31. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, so he had David brought to him. David said to Saul, Don't let anyone be discouraged by him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. But Saul replied, you can't go and fight this Philistine. You're just a youth and he's been a warrior since he was young. David answered Saul, Your servant has been tending his father's sheep. Whenever a lion or a bear came and carried off a lamb from the flock, I went after it, struck it down, and rescued the lamb from its mouth. If it reared up against me, I would grab it by its fur, strike it down and kill it. Your servant has killed lions and bears. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, for he has defiled the armies of the living God. Then David said, The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul had his own military clothes put on David. He put a bronze helmet on David's head and had him put on armour. David strapped his sword on over the military clothes and tried to walk, but he was not used to them. I can't walk in these, David said to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off. Instead, he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the wadi and put them in the pouch in his shepherd's bag. Then, with his sling in his sand, he approached the Philistine. 
the Philistine came closer and closer to David, with the shield-bearer in front of him. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he despised him because he was just a youth, healthy and handsome. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come against me with sticks? Then he cursed David by his gods. Come here, the Philistine called to David, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with a dagger, spear and sword, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel's armies. You have defiled him. Today the Lord will hand you over to me. Today I'll strike you down, cut your head off and give the corpses of the Philistine camp to the birds of the sky and the creatures of the earth. Then all the world will know that Israel has a God, and this whole assembly will know that it is not by the sword or by spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's. He will hand you over to us. When the Philistines started forward to attack David, David ran quickly to the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in the bag, took out a stone, slung it and hit the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the ground. David defeated the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Even though David had no sword, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He grabbed the Philistine's sword, pulled it from its sheath and used it to kill him. Then he cut off his head. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they ran. The men of Israel and Judah rallied, shouting their battle cry and chased the Philistines to the entrance of the valley of and to the gates of Ekron. I lost my place there, sorry. Philistine bodies were strewn all along the Shariam road to Gath and Ekron. When the, Philist- when the Israelites returned from the pursuit of the Philistines, they plundered their camps. David took Goliath's head and brought it to Jerusalem, and he put Goliath's weapons in his own tent. When Saul had seen David going out to confront the Philistine, he asked Abner, the commander of the army, Whose son is this youth, Abner? My king, as surely as you live, I don't know, Abner replied. The king said, Find out whose son this young man is. When David returned from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the Philistine's head still in his hand. Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? The son of your servant Jesse of Bethlehem, David answered. When David had finished speaking with Saul, Jonathan committed himself to David and loved him as much as he loved himself. Saul kept David with him from that day on and did not let him return to his father's house. Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as much as himself. Then Jonathan removed his robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his military tunic, his sword, his bow and his belt. And then we read Psalm 23 verses 1 to 6. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I lack. He lets me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life, he leads me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. Back into 1 Samuel 18 verse 5. David marched out with the army and was successful in everything Saul sent him to do. Saul put him in command of the soldiers, which pleased all the people and Saul's servants as well. As David was returning from killing the Philistine, the woman came out from all the cities of Israel to meet King Saul. 
singing and dancing with tambourines, with shouts of joy and with three stringed instruments. As they celebrated, the woman sang, Saul has killed his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. Saul was furious and resented this song. They credited tens of thousands to David, he complained, but they only credited me with thousands. What more can he have but the kingdom? So Saul watched David jealously from that day forward. The next day an evil spirit from God took control of Saul and he began to rave inside the palace. David was playing the harp as usual but Saul was holding a spear and he threw it thinking I'll pin David to the wall. But David got away from him twice. Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David but had left from Saul. Therefore Saul reassigned David and made him commander over 1,000 men. Then into Psalm chapter 5 verses 1 to 12. Listen to my words, Lord, consider my sighing. Pay attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God, for I pray to you. At daybreak, Lord, you hear my voice. At daybreak I plead my case to you and watch expectantly. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil cannot lodge with you. The boastful cannot stand in your presence. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who tell lies. The Lord abhors a man of bloodshed and treachery. But I enter your house by the abundance of your faithful love. I bow down toward your holy temple in reverential awe of you. Lord, lead me in your righteousness because of my adversaries. Make your way straight before me. For there is nothing reliable in what they say. Destruction is within them. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongues. Punish them, God. Let them fall by their own schemes. Drive them out because of their many crimes, for they rebel against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them shout for joy forever. May you shelter them and may those who love your name boast about you. For you, Lord, bless the righteous one. You surround him with favour like a shield. And then into 1 Samuel 18 again. David led the troops and continued to be successful in all his activities because the Lord was with him. When Saul observed that David was very successful, he dreaded him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he was leading their troops. Saul told David, Here is my oldest daughter Merab. I'll give her to you as a wife, if you will be a warrior for me and fight the Lord's battles. But Saul was thinking, My hand doesn't need to be against him. Let the hand of the Philistines be against him. Then David responded, Who am I and what is my family or my father's clan in Israel that I should become the king's son-in-law? When it was time to give Saul's daughter Merab to David, she was given to Adriel the Mechalalite as his wife. Now Saul's daughter Michal loved David, and when it was reported to Saul it pleased him. I'll give her to her. She, Saul thought, she'll be a trap for him and the hand of the Philistines will be against him. So Saul said to David a second time, you can now be my son-in-law. Saul then ordered his servants, speak to David in private and tell him, look, the king is pleased with you and all his servants love you. Therefore you should become the king's son-in-law. Saul's servants reported these words directly to David, but he replied, Is it trivial in your sight to become the king's son-in-law? I am a poor man who is common. The servants reported back to Saul, These are the words David spoke. Then Saul replied, Say this to David, The king desires no other bride price except one hundred Philistine foreskins to take revenge on his enemies. Actually, Saul intended to cause David's death at the hand of the Philistines. When the servants reported these terms to David, he was pleased to become the king's son-in-law. Before the wedding day arrived, David and his men went out and killed 200 Philistines. He brought their foreskins and presented them as full payment to the king to become his son-in-law. 
Then Saul gave his daughter Michal to David as his wife. Saul realised that the Lord was with David and that his daughter Michal loved him, and he became even more afraid of David. As a result, Saul was David's enemy from then on. Every time the Philistine commanders came out to fight, David was more successful than all of Saul's officers, so his name became very famous. And we end today with Psalm 12, verses 1-8. to Help, Lord, for no faithful one remains. The loyal have disappeared from the human race. They lie to one another. They speak with flattering lips and deceptive hearts. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks boastfully. They say, through our tongues we have power. Our lips are our own. Who can be our master? Because of the oppression of the afflicted and the groaning of the poor, I will now rise up, says the Lord. I will put in a safe place the one who longs for it. The words of the Lord are pure words like silver refined in an earthen furnace, purified seven times. You, Lord, will guard us. You will protect us from this generation forever. The wicked wander everywhere, and what is worthless is exalted by the human race. There we end day 101. Day 102 as we continue through this story of 1 Samuel with some Psalms interwoven. Beginning today at 1 Samuel 19 verse 1. Saul ordered his son Jonathan and his servants to kill David. But Saul's son Jonathan liked David very much, so he told him, My father Saul intends to kill you. Be in your guard in the morning and hide in a secret place and stay there. I'll go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are and talk to him about you. When I see what he says, I'll tell you. And Psalm 11 verses 1 to 7. I have taken refuge in the Lord. How can you say to me, escape to the mountain like a bird? For look, the wicked string the bow. They put the arrow in the bowstring to shoot from the shadows at the upright in heart. When the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes watch. He examines everyone. The Lord examines the righteous and the wicked. He hates the lover of violence. He will rain burning coals and sulphur on the wicked. A scorching wind will be their portion. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteous deeds. The upright will see his face. Back into 1 Samuel 19. Jonathan spoke well of David to his father Saul. He said to him, The king should not sin against his servant David. He hasn't sinned against you. In fact, his actions have been a great advantage to you. He took his life in his hands when he struck down the Philistine, and the Lord brought about a great victory for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced, so why would you sin against innocent blood by killing David for no reason? Saul listened to Jonathan's advice and swore an oath. As surely as the Lord lives, David will not be killed. So Jonathan summoned David and told him all these words. Then Jonathan brought David to Saul and he served him as he did before. When war broke out again, David went out and fought against the Philistines. He defeated them with such a great force that they fled from him. Now an evil spirit from the Lord came on Saul as he was sitting in his palace holding a spear. David was playing the harp and Saul tried to pin David to the wall with the spear. As the spear struck the wall, David eluded Saul and escaped. That night he ran away. Saul sent agents to David's house to watch for him and kill him in the morning. But his wife Michal warned David, If you don't escape tonight, you will be dead tomorrow. So she lowered David from the window and he fled and escaped. Then Michal took the household idol and put it in the bed, placed some goat's hair on its head and covered it with a garment. When Saul sent agents to seize David, Michal said, He's sick. Saul sent the agents back to see David and said, Bring him on his bed so I can kill him. 
When the messengers arrived, to their surprise, the household idol was on the bed with some goat's hair on its head. So alas, Michal, why did you deceive me like this? You sent my enemy away and he has escaped. She answered him, he said to me, let me go, why should I kill you? And Psalm 59 verses 1 to 17. Deliver me from my enemies, my God. Protect me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from those who practice sin and save me from men of bloodshed. Lord, look, they set an ambush for me. Powerful men attack me, but not because of any sin or rebellion of mine. For no fault of mine, they run up and take a position. Awake to help me and take notice. You, Lord God of hosts, God of Israel, rise up to punish all the nations. Do not show grace to any wicked traitors. They return at evening, snarling like dogs and prowling around the city. Look, they spew from their mouths sharp words from their lips. For who, they say, will hear? But you laugh at them, Lord. You ridicule all the nations. I will keep watch for you, my strength, because God is my stronghold. My faithful God will come to meet me. God will let me look down on my adversaries. Do not kill them, otherwise my people will forget. By your power make them homeless wanderers, and bring them down, Lord, our shield. The sin of their mouths is the word of their lips, so let them be caught in their pride. They utter curses and lies, consume them in rage, consume them until they are gone. Then they will know to the ends of the earth that God rules over Jacob. And they return at evening snarling like dogs and prowling around the city. They scavenge for food, they growl if they are not satisfied. But I will sing of your strength and will joyfully proclaim your faithful love in the morning. For you have been a stronghold for me, a refuge in my day of trouble. To you, my strength, I sing praises because God is my stronghold, my faithful God. Back into 1 Samuel 19. So David fled and escaped and went to Samuel at Ramah and told him everything Saul had done to him. Then he and Samuel left and stayed at Naoth. When it was reported to Saul that David was at Naoth in Ramah, Saul sent agents to seize David. However, when they saw the group of prophets prophesying with Samuel leading them, the Spirit of God came on Saul's agents and they also started prophesying. When they reported to Saul, he sent other agents and they also began prophesying. So Saul tried again and sent a third group of agents and even they began prophesying. Then Saul himself went to Ramah. He came to the large cistern at Sekou, looked around and asked, Where are Samuel and David? At Naoth and Ramah, someone said. So he went to Naoth and Ramah. The Spirit of God also came on him and as he walked along he prophesied until he entered Naoth and Ramah. Saul then removed his clothes and also prophesied before Samuel. He collapsed and lay naked all that day and all that night. That is why they say, is Saul also among the prophets? Into Psalm 7, 1-17 Lord my God, I seek refuge in you. Save me from all my pursuers and rescue me, or they will tear me like a lion, ripping me apart with no one to rescue me. Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is injustice in my hands, if I have done harm to one at peace with me, or have plundered my adversary without cause, may an enemy pursue and overtake me, may he trample me to the ground and leave my honour in the dust. Rise up, Lord, in your anger, lift yourself up against the fury of my adversaries, Awake for me, you have ordained a judgment. Let the assembly of peoples gather around you, take your seat on high over it. The Lord judges the peoples, vindicate me, Lord, according to my righteousness and my integrity. Let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous. 
The one who examines the thoughts and emotions is a righteous God. My shield is with God who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge and a God who executes justice every day. If anyone does not repent, God will sharpen his sword. He has strung his bow and made it ready. He has prepared his deadly weapons. He tips his arrows with fire. See, he is pregnant with evil, conceives trouble and gives birth to deceit. He dug a pit and hollowed it out, but fell into the hole he had made. His troubles come back on his own head and his violence falls on the top of his head. I will thank the Lord for his righteousness. I will sing about the name of the Lord, the Most High. And to Psalm 25, 1-22. Lord, I turn my hope to you. My God, I trust in you. Do not let me be disgraced. Do not let my enemies gloat over me. Not one person who waits for you will be disgraced. Those who act treacherously without cause will be disgraced. Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. I wait for you all day long. Remember, Lord, your compassion and your faithful love, for they have existed from antiquity. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my acts of rebellion. In keeping with your faithful love, remember me because of your goodness, Lord. The Lord is good and upright, therefore he shows sinners the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the Lord's ways show faithful love and truth to those who keep his covenant and decrees. Because of your name, Lord, forgive my sin, for it is great. Who is the person who fears the Lord? He will show him the way he should choose. He will live a good life and his descendants will inherit the land. The secret counsel of the Lord is for those who fear him and he reveals his covenant to them. My eyes are always on the Lord, for he will put my feet out of the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am alone and afflicted. The distresses of my heart increase. Bring me out of my sufferings. Consider my affliction and trouble and take away all my sins. Consider my enemies, they are numerous and they hate me violently. Guard me and deliver me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and upright uprightness keep me for I wait for you God redeem Israel from all its distresses and then into 1 Samuel chapter 20 David fled from Naoth and Ramah and came to Jonathan and asked what have I done what did I do wrong how have I sinned against your father so that he wants to take my life Jonathan said to him no you won't die Listen, my father doesn't do anything great or small without telling me, so why would he hide this matter from me? This can't be true. But David said, Your father certainly knows that you have come to look favourably on me. He has said Jonathan must not know of this or else he will be grieved. David also swore, As surely as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, there is but a step between me and death. Jonathan said to David, Whatever you say I will do for you. So David told him, Look, tomorrow is the new moon and I'm supposed to sit down and eat with the king. Instead, let me go and I'll hide in the field until the third night. If your father misses me at all, say, David urgently requested my permission to quickly go to his hometown Bethlehem for an annual sacrifice there involving the whole clan. If he says, Good, then your servant is safe. But if he becomes angry, you will know he has evil intentions. Deal faithfully with your servant, for you have brought me into a covenant with the Lord before you. If I have done anything wrong, then kill me yourself. Why take me to your father? No, Jonathan responded. If I ever find out my father has evil intentions against you, wouldn't I tell you about it? So David asked Jonathan, 
Who will tell me if your father answers you harshly? He answered David, Come on, let's go out to the field. So both of them went out to the field. There we end, day 102. Day 103, still continuing through 1 Samuel and the Psalms. 1 Samuel 20, verse 12. By the Lord, the God of Israel, if I sound out my father by this time tomorrow or the next day, and I find out that he is favourable towards you, and if I do not send for you and tell you, then may God punish Jonathan and do so severely. If my father intends to bring evil on you, then I will tell you and I will send you away and you will go in peace. May the Lord be with you just as he was with my father. If I continue to live, treat me with the Lord's faithful love. But if I die, don't ever withdraw your faithful love from my household. Not even when the Lord cuts off every one of David's enemies from the face of the earth. Then Jonathan said, and made a covenant with the house of David, saying, May the Lord hold David's enemies accountable. Jonathan once again swore to David in his love for him, because he loved him as he loved himself. Then Jonathan said to him, Tomorrow is the new moon. You'll be missed because your seat will be empty. The following day, hurry down and go to the place where you hid in the day this incident began, and stay beside the rock Zil. I will shoot three arrows beside, beside it, as if I'm aiming at a target. Then I will send the young man and say, go and find the arrows. Now if I expressly say to the young man, look, the arrows are on this side of you, get them. Then come, because as the Lord lives, it is safe for you, and there is no problem. But if I say to the youth, look, the arrows are beyond you, then go, for the Lord is sending you away. As for the matter you and I have spoken about, the Lord will be a witness between you and me forever. So David hid in the field. As at the new moon the king sat down to eat the meat, he sat at his usual place in the seat by the wall. Jonathan sat facing him and Abner took his place beside Saul, but David's place was empty. Saul did not say anything that day because he thought something unexpected has happened. He must certainly be unceremonially unclean. Yes, that's it, he is unclean. However, the day after the new moon, the second day, David's place was still empty and Saul asked his son Jonathan, why didn't Jesse's son come to the meal either yesterday or today? Jonathan answered, David asked for my permission to go to Bethlehem. He said, please let me go because our clan is holding a sacrifice in the town and my brother has told me to be there. So now if you are pleased with me, let me go so I can see my brothers. That's why he didn't come to the king's table. Then Saul became angry with Jonathan and shouted, you son of a perverse and rebellious woman. Don't I know that you are siding with Jesse's son to your own shame and to the disgrace of your mother? Every day Jesse's son lives on earth. You and your kingship are not secure. Now send for him and bring him to me. He deserves to die. Jonathan answered his father back, Why is he to be killed? What has he done? Then Saul threw his spear at Jonathan to kill him, so he knew that his father was determined to kill David. He got up from the table in fierce anger and did not eat any food that second day of the new moon, for he was grieved because of his father's shameful behaviour toward David. In the morning Jonathan went out to the field for the appointed meeting with David. A small young man was with him. He said to the young man, Run and find the arrows I'm shooting. As the young man ran, Jonathan shot an arrow beyond him. He came to the location of the arrow that Jonathan had shot, but Jonathan called to him and said, The arrow is beyond you, isn't it? Then Jonathan called to him, Hurry up and don't stop. Jonathan's young man picked up the arrow and returned to his master. 
He did not know anything, only Jonathan and David knew the arrangement. Then Jonathan gave his equipment to the young man who was with him and said, Go take it back to the city. When the young man had gone, David got up from the south side of the stone azel, fell with his face to the ground and bowed three times. Then he and Jonathan kissed each other and wept with each other, though David wept more. Jonathan then said to David, Go in the assurance the two of us pledged in the name of the Lord when we said, The Lord will be a witness between you and me, and between my offspring and your offspring forever. Then David left and Jonathan went into the city. Psalm 26, 1-12 Vindicate me, Lord, because I have lived with integrity, and have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and mind. For your faithful love is before my eyes, and I live by your truth. I do not sit with the worthless or associate with hypocrites. I hate a crowd of evildoers, and I do not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, Lord, raising my voice in thanksgiving and telling about your wonderful works. Lord, I love the house where you dwell, the place where your glory resides. Do not destroy me along with sinners or my life along with men of bloodshed in whose hand are evil schemes and whose right hands are filled with bribes. But I live with integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. I will praise the Lord in the assemblies. Back in the first Samuel 21. David went to Ahimelech, the priest at Nob. Ahimelech was afraid to meet David, so he said to him, Why are you alone and no one is with you? David answered Ahimelech, the priest, The king gave me a mission, but he told me, Don't let anyone know anything about the mission I'm sending you on, or what I have ordered you to do. I have stationed my young men at a certain place. Now what do you have on hand? Give me five loaves of bread or whatever can be found. The priest told him, There is no ordinary bread on hand, however there is consecrated bread, but the young men may eat it only if they have kept themselves from women. David answered him, I swear that women are being kept from us, as always when I go out to battle. The young men's bodies are consecrated even on an ordinary mission, so of course their bodies are consecrated today. So the priest gave him the consecrated bread, for there was no bread there except the bread of the presence, that had been removed from before the Lord. When the bread was removed, it had been replaced with warm bread. One of Saul's servants detained before the Lord was there that day. His name was Dog the Edomite, chief of Saul's shepherds. David said to Ahimelech, Do you have a spear or sword on hand? I didn't even bring my sword or my weapons since the king's mission was urgent. The priest replied, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Eli, is here, wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you want to take it for yourself, then take it, for there isn't another one here. There's none like it, David said. Give it to me. David fled that day from Saul's presence and went to King Achish of Gath. But Achish's servants said to him, Isn't this David the king of the land? Don't they sing about him during their dances? Saul has killed his thousands, but David has tens of thousands. David took this to heart and became very afraid of King Achish of Gath. So he pretended to be insane in their presence. He acted like a madman around them, scribbling on the doors of the gate and letting saliva run down his beard. Look, you can see the man is crazy, as she said to his servants. Why did you bring him to me? Do I have such a shortage of crazy people that you brought this one to act crazy around me? Is this one going to come into my house? Then Psalm 34, 1-22 I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. 
Proclaim with me the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How happy is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. Young lions lack food and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Come, children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who delights in life, loving a long life to enjoy what is good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceitful speech. Turn away from evil and do what is good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry for help. The face of the Lord is set against those who do what is evil, to erase all memory of them from the youth, from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is near the brokenhearted, he saves those crushed in spirit. Many adversaries come to the one who is righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones, not one of them is broken. Even evil brings death to the sinner, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. The Lord redeems the life of his servants, and all who take refuge in him will not be punished. And then Psalm 56, 1-13 Be gracious to me, God, for man tramples me. He fights and oppresses me all day long. My adversaries trample me all day, for many arrogantly fight against me. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I will not fear. What can man do to me? They twist my words all day long. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife, they lurk. They watch my steps while they wait to take my life. Will they escape in spite of such sin? God bring down the nations in wrath. You yourself had recorded my wanderings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your records? Then my enemies will retreat on the day when I call. This I know. God is for me. In God whose word I praise. In the Lord whose word I praise. In God I trust I will not fear. What can man do to me? I am obligated by vows to you, God. I will make my thank offerings to you. For you delivered me from death, even my feet from stumbling, to walk before God in the light of life. And there we are. End day 103. Day 104 as we continue again through 1 Samuel along with the Psalms, beginning at 1 Samuel 22 verse 1. So David left Gath and took refuge in the cave of Adalam. When David's brothers and his father's whole family heard, they went down and joined him there. And we read Psalm 142, 1-7. I cry aloud to the Lord. I plead aloud to the Lord for mercy. I pour out my complaint before him. I reveal my trouble to him. Although my spirit is weak within me, you know my way. Along this path I travel, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see, no one stands up for me. There is no refuge for me, no one cares about me. I cry to you, Lord. I say, you are my shelter, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am very weak. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Free me from prison so that I can praise your name. The righteous will gather around me because you deal generously with me. 
and then into 1 Samuel 22 verse 2. In addition, every man who was desperate in debt or discontented rallied around him and he became their leader. About 400 men were with him. And 1 Chronicles 12, 16-18. Other Benjaminites and men from Judah also went to David at the stronghold. David went out to meet them and said to them, If you have come in peace to help me, my heart will be united with you. But if you have come to betray me to my enemies, even though my hands have done no wrong, may the God of our ancestors look on it and judge. Then the Spirit took control of Amsai, chief of the thirty, and he said, We are yours, David, we are with you, son of Jesse. Peace, peace to you, and peace to him who helps you, for your God helps you. So David received them and made them leaders of his troops. Psalm 141, 1-10 Lord, I call on you, hurry to help me. Listen to my voice when I call on you. May my prayer be set before you as incense, the raising of my hands as the evening offering. Lord, set up a guard for my mouth, keep watch at the door of my lips. Do not let my heart turn to any evil thing or wickedly perform reckless acts with men who commit sin. Do not let me feast on their delicacies. Let the righteous one strike me. It is an act of faithful love. Let him rebuke me. It is oil for my head. Let me not refuse it. Even now my prayer is against the evil acts of the wicked. When their rulers will be thrown off the sides of a cliff, the people will listen to my words, for they are pleasing. As when one ploughs and breaks up the soil, turning up rocks, so our bones have been scattered at the mouth of Sheol. But my eyes look to you, Lord God. I seek refuge in you. Do not let me die. Protect me from the trap they have set from me and from the snares of evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass safely by. For Samuel 22. From there David went to Mizpah of Moab where he said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and mother stay with you until I know what God will do for me. So he left them in the care of the king of Moab, and they stayed with him the whole time David was in the stronghold. Then the prophet Gad said to David, Don't stay in the stronghold. Leave and return to the land of Judah. So David left and went to the forest of Hereth. Psalm 64, 1-10 God, hear my voice when I complain. Protect my life from the terror of the enemy. Hide me from the scheming of the wicked, from the mob of evildoers, who sharpen their tongues like swords and aim bitter words like arrows, shooting from concealed places at the innocent. They shoot at him suddenly and are not afraid. They encourage each other in an evil plan. They talk about hiding traps and say, who will see them? They devise schemes and say, we have perfected a secret plan. The inner man and the heart are mysterious, but God will shoot them with arrows. Suddenly they will be wounded. They will be made to stumble, their own tongues work against them. All who see them will shake their heads, then everyone will fear and will tell about God's work, for they will understand when he, what he has done. The righteous rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in him. All the upright in heart offer praise. Back into 1 Samuel 22. Saul heard that David and his men had been discovered. At that time Saul was in Gibeah, sitting under the tamarisk tree at the high place. His spear was in his hand and all his servants were standing around him. Saul said to the servants, Listen, men of Benjamin, is Jesse's son going to give you all of the fields and vineyards? Do you think he'll make you all commanders of hundreds, of thousands? That's why all of you have conspired against me. Nobody tells me when my own son makes a covenant with Jesse's son. None of you cares about me or tells me that my son has stirred up my own servant to wait and ambush me. 
for me, as is the case today. Then Doeg, the Edomite who was in charge of Saul's servants, answered, I saw Jesse's son come to Ahimelech, son of Ahu, to Batnob. Ahimelech inquired of the Lord for him and gave him provisions. He also gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. The king sent messengers to summon Ahimelech the priest, son of Ahitub, and his father's whole family, who were priests in Nob. All of them came to the king. Then Saul said, Listen, son of Ahitub, I'm in your service, my lord, he said. Saul asked him, Why did you and Jesse's son conspire against me? You gave him bread and a sword and inquired of God for him, so he could rise up against me and wait in ambush, as is the case today. Ahimelech replied to the king, Who among all your servants is as faithful as David? He is the king's son-in-law, captain of your bodyguard and honoured in your house. Was today the first time I inquired of God for him? Of course not. Please don't let the king make an accusation against your servant or any of my father's household, for your servant didn't have any idea about all this. But the king said, You will die, Ahimelech, you and your father's whole family. Then the king ordered the guards standing by him, turn and kill the priests of the Lord because they sided with David. For they knew he was fleeing, but they didn't tell me. But the king's servants would not lift a hand to execute the priests of the Lord. So the king said to Doeg, go and execute the priests. So Doeg the Edomite went and executed the priests himself. On that day he killed 85 men who wore linen ephods. He also struck down Nob, the city of the priests with the sword, both men and women, children and infants, oxen, donkey and sheep. However, one of the sons of Ahimelech, son of Ahitub, escaped. His name was Abihathar, and he fled to David. And Psalm 35, 1-28. Oppose my opponents, Lord. Fight those who fight me. Take your shields large and small and come to my aid. Draw the spear and javelin against my pursuers and assure me I am your deliverance. Let those who seek to kill me be disgraced and humiliated. Let those who plan to harm me be turned back and ashamed. Let them be like husks in the wind, with the angel of the Lord driving them away. Let their way be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. They hid their net from me without cause, they dug a pit for me without cause. Let ruin come on him unexpectedly, and let the net that he had hid ensnare him. Let him fall into it to his ruin. Then I will rejoice in the Lord. I will delight in his deliverance. My very bones will say, Lord, who is like you, rescuing the poor from one too strong for him, the poor or the needy from one who robs him? Malicious witnesses come forward. They question me about things I do not know. They repay me evil for good, making me desolate. Yet when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled myself with fasting and my prayer was genuine. I went about grieving as if for my friend or brother. I was bowed down with grief like one mourning a mother. But when I stumbled, they gathered in glee. They gathered against me. Assailants I did not know tore at me and did not stop. With godless mockery, they gnashed their teeth at me. Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue my life from their ravages, my very life from the young lions. I will praise you in the great congregation. I will exalt you among many people. Do not let my deceitful enemies rejoice over me. Do not let those who hate me without cause look at me maliciously. For they do not speak in friendly ways, but contrive deceitful schemes against those who live peacefully in the land. They open their mouths wide against me and say, Aha! Aha! We saw it! 
You saw it, Lord, do not be silent. Lord, do not be far from me. Wake up and rise to my defence, to my cause, my God and my Lord. Vindicate me, Lord, my God, in keeping with your righteousness, and do not let them rejoice over me. Do not let them say in their hearts, Aha, just what we wanted. Do not let them say, We have swallowed him up. Let those who rejoice at my misfortune be disgraced and humiliated. Let those who exalt themselves over me be clothed with shame and reproach. Let those who want my vindication shout for joy and be glad. Let them continually say, The Lord be exalted, who wants his servant's well-being. And my tongue will proclaim your righteousness, your praise all day long. And then back into Samuel 22. Abathar told David that Saul had killed the priests of the Lord. Then David said to Abathar, I knew that Doeg the Edomite was there that day and that he was sure to report to Saul. I myself am responsible for the lives of everyone in your father's family. Stay with me. Don't be afraid for the one who wants to take my life wants to take your life. You will be safe with me. It was reported to David, Look, the Philistines are fighting against Kiliah and raiding the threshing floors. So David inquired of the Lord, Should I launch an attack against these Philistines? The Lord answered David, Launch an attack against the Philistines and rescue Kiliah. But David's men said to him, Look, we're afraid here in Judah. How much more if we go to Kiliah against the Philistines' forces? Once again David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him, Go at once to Kiliah, for I will hand the Philistines over to you. Then David and his men went to Kiliah, fought against the Philistines, drove their livestock away, and inflicted heavy losses on them. So David rescued the inhabitants of Kiliah. There we end, day 104. Day 105, and the last day of week 15, as we continue through the Psalms and this story of David in 1 Samuel, beginning in the Psalms at Psalm 52, 1-9. Why brag about evil, you hero? God's faithful love is constant. Like a sharpened razor, your tongue devises destruction, working treachery. Your love in evil instead of good, lying instead of speaking truthfully. You love any words that destroy your te- treacherous tongue. This is why God will bring you down forever. He will take you, ripping you out of your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will look on with awe and will ridicule him. Here is a man who would not take God as his refuge, but trusted in the abundance of his riches, taking refuge in his destructive behaviour. But I am like a flourishing olive tree in the house of God. I trust in God's faithful love forever and ever. I will praise you forever for what you have done in the presence of your faithful people. I will put my hope in your name, for it is good. Psalm 109 God of my praise, do not be silent, for wicked and deceitful mouths open against me. They speak against me with lying tongues. They surround me with hateful words and attack me without cause. In return for my love they accuse me, but I continue to pray. They repay me evil for good and hatred for my love. Set a wicked person over him. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him be found guilty, and let his prayer be counted as sin. Let his days be few. Let another take over his position. Let his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. Let his children wander as beggars, searching for food far from their demolished homes. Let a creditor seize all he has. Let strangers plunder what he has worked for. Let no one show him kindness and let no one be gracious to his fatherless children. Let the line of his descendants be cut off. 
Let their name be blotted out in the next generation. Let his forefathers' guilt be remembered before the Lord, and do not let his mother's sin be blotted out. Let their sins always remain before the Lord, and let him cut off all memory of them from the earth. For he did not think to show kindness, but pursued the wretched poor and the broken-hearted in order to put them to death. He loved cursing, let it fall on him. He took no delight in blessing, let it be far from him. He wore cursing like his coat, let it enter his body like water and go into his bones like oil. Let it be like a robe he wraps around himself, like a belt he always wears. Let this be the Lord's payment to my accusers, to those who speak evil against me. But you, God my Lord, deal kindly with me because of your name. Deliver me because of the goodness of your faithful love. For I am poor and needy, my heart is wounded within me. I fade away like a lengthening shadow, I am shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak from fasting and my body is emaciated. I have become an object of ridicule to my accusers. When they see me, they shake their heads in scorn. Help me, Lord God, save me according to your faithful love, so they may know that this is your hand, and that you, Lord, have done it. Though they curse, you will bless. When they rise up, they will be put to shame, but your servant will rejoice. My accusers will be clothed with disgrace. They will wear their shame like a cloak. I will fervently thank the Lord with my mouth. I will praise him in the presence of many, for he stands at the right hand of the needy to save him from those who would condemn him. And Psalm 140. Rescue me, Lord, from evil men. Keep me safe from violent men who plan evil in their hearts. They stir up wars all day long. They make their tongues as sharp as a snake's bite. Viper's venom is under their lips. Protect me, Lord, from the clutches of the wicked. Keep me safe from violent men who plan to make me stumble. The proud hide a trap with ropes for me. They spread a net along the path and set snares for me. I say to the Lord, you are my God. Listen, Lord, to my cry for help. Lord God, my strong saviour, you shield my head on the day of battle. Lord, do not grant the desires of the wicked. Do not let them achieve their goals, otherwise they will become proud. As for the heads of those who surround me, let their trouble their lips cause overwhelm them. Let hot coals fall on them. Let them be thrown into the fire, into the abyss, never again to rise. Do not let a slanderer stay in the land. Let evil relentlessly hunt down a violent man. I know that the Lord upholds the just cause of the poor, justice for the needy. Surely the righteous will praise your name. The upright will live in your presence. First Samuel 23, 6-13 Abiathar, son of Ahimelech, fled to David at Keliah and brought an ephod with him. When it was reported to Saul that David had gone to Keliah, he said, God has handed him over to me, for he has trapped himself by entering a town with barred gates. Then Saul summoned all the troops to go to war at Keliah and besiege David and his men. When David learned that Saul was plotting evil against him, he said to Abiathar the priest, Bring the ephod. Then David said, Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard that Saul intends to come to Keliah and destroy the town because of me. Will the citizens of Keliah hand me over to him? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? Lord God of Israel, please tell your servant. The Lord answered, He will come down. Then David asked, Will the citizens of Keliah hand me and my men over to Saul? They will, the Lord responded. So David and his men, numbering about six hundred, left Keliah at once and moved from place to place. 
When it was reported to Saul that David had escaped from Kilia, he called off the expedition. Psalm 31 Lord, I seek refuge in you. Let me never be disgraced. Save me by your righteousness. Listen closely to me. Rescue me quickly. Be a rock of refuge for me, a mountain fortress to save me. For you are my rock and fortress. You lead and guide me because of your name. You will free me from the net that is secretly set for me. For you are my refuge. Into your hand I entrust my spirit. You redeem me, Lord God of truth. I hate those who are devoted to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in your faithful love because you have seen my affliction. You have known the troubles of my life and have not handed me over to the enemy. You have set my feet in a spacious place. Be gracious to me, Lord, because I am in distress. My eyes are worn out from angry sorrow, my whole well-being. Indeed, my life is consumed with grief and my years with groaning. My strength has failed because of my sinfulness and my bones string away. I am ridiculed by all my adversaries and even by my neighbours. I am an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street run from me. I am forgotten, gone from memory like a dead person, like broken pottery. I have heard the gossip of many. Terror is on every side. When they conspired against me, they plotted to take my life. But I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. The course of my life is in your power. Deliver me from the power of my enemies and from my persecutors. Show your favour to your servant. Save me by your faithful love. Lord, do not let me be disgraced when I call on you. Let the wicked be disgraced. Let them be silent in Sheol. Let lying lips be quieted. They speak arrogantly against the righteous with pride and contempt. How great is your goodness that you have stored up for those who fear you and accomplished in the sight of everyone for those who take refuge in you. You hide them in the protection of your presence. You conceal them in a shelter from the schemes of men, from quarrelsome tongues. May the Lord be praised for he has wonderfully shown his faithful love to me in a city under siege. In my alarm I had said, I am cut off from your sight, but you heard the sound of my pleading when I cried to you for help. Love the Lord, all his faithful ones. The Lord protects the loyal, but fully repays the arrogant. Be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. 1 Samuel 23 David then stayed in the wilderness strongholds and in the hill country of the wilderness of Ziph. Saul searched for him every day, but God did not hand David over to him. David was in the wilderness of Ziph in Horesh when he saw that Saul had come out to take his life. Psalm 13 Lord, how long will you continually forget me? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I store up anxious concerns within me, agony in my mind every day? How long will my enemy dominate me? Consider me and answer, Lord my God. Restore brightness to my eyes, otherwise I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have triumphed over him, and my foes will rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously. Back in this, for Samuel twenty-three sixteen. Then Saul's son Jonathan came to David in Horesh and encouraged him in his faith in God, saying, Don't be afraid, for my father Saul will never lay a hand on you. You yourself will be king over Israel, and I'll be your second in command. Even my father Saul knows it is true. 
Then the two of them made a covenant in the Lord's presence. Afterwards David remained in Horesh while Jonathan went home. Some Ziphites came up to Saul at Gibeah and said, David is hiding among us in the strongholds of Horesh on the hill of Hakliah, son of Jeshimon. Now whenever the king wants to come down, let him come down. Our part will be to hand him over to the king. May you be blessed by the Lord, replied Saul, for you have taken pity on me. Go and check again. Investigate and watch carefully where he goes and who has seen him there. They tell me he is extremely cunning. Look and find out all the places where he hides, then come back to me with accurate information, and I'll go with you. If it turns out he really is in the region, I'll search for him among all the clans of Judah. So they went to Ziph ahead of Saul. Now David and his men were in the wilderness near Maon in the Arabah south of Jeshimon, and Saul and his men went to look for him. When David was told about it, he went down to the rock and stayed in the wilderness of Maon. Saul heard of this and pursued David there. Saul went along one side of the mountain and David and his men went along the other side. Even though David was hurrying to get away from Saul, Saul and his men were closing in on David and his men to capture them. Then a messenger came to Saul saying, Come quickly because the Philistines have raided the land. So Saul broke off his pursuit of David and went to engage the Philistines. Therefore that name, place was named the Rock of Separation. In Psalm 54, 1-7 God save me by your name and vindicate me by your might. God hear my prayer, listen to the words of my mouth. For strangers rise up against me and violent men seek my life. They have no regard for God. God is my helper, the Lord is the sustainer of my life. He will repay my adversaries for their evil, because of your faithfulness annihilate them. I will sacrifice a freewill offering to you. I will praise your name, Lord, because it is good. For he has delivered me from every trouble, and my eye has looked down on my enemies. And there we end, day 105 and week 15.